some Snyder Cut Roundtable. My name is Craig Goldberg. I am here with Abigail Gardner. What's up, y'all? Jacob Walsh, for the first time this morning, we're talking. Hello. <laughs> I'm here. This is, I've never seen your face before. <laughs> first time today. And Ryan Dole. Nope. Good morning. Or, hi, whenever you watch this. Good morning. <laughs> good evening great. and good night. Now we have to tell Good people, evening. Have now, a great day, everyone. They, we have to tell everybody they have to watch it in the morning now in, in order to be screen accurate. <laughs> I watched this in the evening and he said good morning. Um, people would say that. John Ukabe is supposed to be with us, but he's MIA. I don't know. I think what happened was is he read one too many articles about the Snyder Cut. His head exploded. He couldn't take it anymore. Um <laughs> But uh, we wanted to do this. We're not. We're gonna get right to it. We're gonna cut the bullshit. Uh, no, how you doings? No plugging. Yes, have some group therapy. Mm-hmm. Even though you should join. It's so easy. All you have to do is Stop. log into Facebook. Stop. Um, but but we're gonna get going. Um, but uh, thanks, guys. We're doing this on a Saturday, a little bit different. But there's a lot to be said about this. So let me do the uh, high level recap first. So a couple weeks ago. Uh, I guess two weeks ago, Zack Snyder did a live watch along of Man of Steel. There was all these rumors with HBO Max launching. The Snyder Cut's going to happen. The Snyder Cut's real. We'd been making fun of the Snyder Cut for years. Yeah, it was on our fuck budget. We both, Jake and I, gave it zero fucks. Yeah, we had a whole thing. Like, we literally had a segment of our show where we were like, let's make fun of people who think that this is real and that want it. Mm -hmm. And think that it could happen. Because it never will happen. It never will. It's never going to happen. Never should have. It never should have happened. Um, I guess for context, we should talk about how Ryan, you, uh, you work in the VFX field and you didn't work on justice league, but you did work on man of steel, correct? No, I worked on Batman versus Superman versus Superman. Cool. So So I worked closely with Guillaume who, uh, he worked on man of steel. He was like the VFX soup on man of steel, worked closely with DJ on it. And then they brought me in for Batman versus Superman. Uh, which was a super fun experience. I'm not going to lie, even though we knew what we were getting into when we were making it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it, it's true. Like we, we made the most of it and we had fun, you know, well, let me ask you this Easter eggs. from a visual effects perspective. Zack Snyder has such a, uh, a unique uh, color palette that he works with and just a very distinct visual style. You see it in like 300 Watchmen, all those movies. Does that change uh, the approach uh, from a professional standpoint for you guys? Uh, yeah, I, I would say so. I, everybody, it's weird. It, a lot of us don't like Zack Snyder's movies, and this is no, no diss to Zack Snyder, the actual human being, because he's super nice, super great guy. And I just want to get that out there before I just completely trash his films. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was, uh, he's, he comes in, he knows what he wants. There's no changing last minute there might be some changes here and there but for the most part they're very smooth to work on i don't think rarely any of us worked a lot of overtime on batman versus superman 
And we were finished six months before the movie was even released. Maybe you should have. <laughs> like that. Well, it's not up to us. I mean, it's. I think it turned out pretty good. Yeah. Because well, like I have we. To, I agree with you. We just watched Man of Steel, and it has like an absolute tone and vision throughout the entire thing that's cohesive. And I have to say that's far superior to the way that Justice League came across. It felt extremely choppy and disjointed so you saying that Zack Snyder is like going in and knowing what he's doing from the very beginning that makes sense and you can see that in his yeah head. or at least he knows what he wants yeah right and he he hires the people that kind of that he just that he has right right he's just like he's got his picks of people and that's who he chooses and goes from there and I was supposed to work on Justice League we were even prepping for Justice League uh when we were working on Batman versus Superman so I got to like see some of the script already at that point and uh we were prepping for parademons and all this other stuff even dark side right like yeah dark side dark, dark side. side he's coming lex luther says he's coming <laughs> is he, is he? <laughs> well, i guess he is, is he? now oh um, yeah <laughs> so so this news broke right the Snyder Cut movement is now a real thing. HBO Max is launching. Warner Brothers sees value in letting Zack Snyder complete his vision. We don't need to recap all of that. We know the story. If you're watching this, we assume you know. So what we decided to do to talk about it, we were going to go back and watch Justice League again to kind of get fresh eyes on it. Uh, I hadn't seen it since theaters. Uh, Jake, what what? I know when it came out, we did a review episode, but literally rewatching it, I did not remember most of this movie. What was your experience like? Yeah, same. It um, it took me four sit downs to get through it the second time. So I was you made it your own we were, <laughs> Snyder cut. I was yeah, I was annoyed that we were even doing this because I was like, didn't we already talk about this piece of shit movie? Jake why are we still doing annoyed it again? That we're doing- I don't I don't understand why we're here. And uh, I I said I wasn't gonna watch it at first. I was like I was like they're not gonna make me watch this trash again. And uh, I was like I'll just go into this remembering what i remember but then you know you had it you bought it on your amazon and i was like it's sitting here for free so i put it on i think i watched 15 minutes of it before i was like i'm done with this fucking thing but (laughs) i I kept going back i kept going back to it It took me four sit downs yeah so when they say that the first cut that Zack snyder brought to warner brothers was basically unwatchable yeah and it was edited there was a lot taken out they basically had Joss Whedon come in, doctor up the script, rewrite, and reshoot 90% of the movie. What What is your opinion of the final result? As somebody who's, in general, a superhero fan, you, Jake, you want to see a good superhero movie, right? You don't go into it wanting to not like it, or do you? Of course I want to like it, but the problem is that... Um, I think all these DC movies are just like, they're just all bad to me. I don't think any, almost any of them are, are good. And it's weird. Like, especially like, uh, you know, Batman versus Superman, I, I didn't think was very good. Uh, Man of Steel. I remember liking it. Okay. At the time, but I'm also like, not a big, I'm not, I've never been a big Superman guy. Like I, I, I you know, he's just, he's never been my favorite. But out of all of the DC movies, Superman is what I've liked the best so far. And I'm like, I don't know what that says about me or what that says about their movies or their treatment of the characters or what. But, but of course, I go. I, I don't want to go into any movie hoping for a bad time. But um, I don't know, man. That's just what you that's just what I get out of these. They're all I almost walked out of Man of Steel. 
Ooh. Yeah. So, Ryan, yep. that's interesting. In the first hour or the second? Because I feel like the second. I didn't know which hour we were in because it felt like <laughs> I've been in there for like weeks. All Yeah, it felt like I was in there for weeks. Yeah. Well, Ryan, Ryan, we was, like, Ryan was in the tornado. <laughs> oh man dude that uh, scene pissed me off the tornado scene pissed me off so much yeah yeah the um oh what was the other scene that really pissed me off it was that one it was just the the neck snapping the oh shit i forgot my glasses in the elevator mm. oh man dude that and, yeah. oh and the, the other one the where he's putting the where he trashed that guy's truck for being uh chauvinist pig or whatever yeah 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 right like it was just like everything was so out of character for me in that whole movie thing or something yeah like i was just like oh and and you can hear dc you can hear the not dc but warner brothers executives going we need a darker more like batman and you could you could watch it you're watching studio execs making the calls while watching this movie and you're just like yeah made me sick and i just wanted Mm -hmm. to walk out so it's really interesting. We wa- we rewatched uh, Man of Steel, and um, I-, I find myself enjoying it uh, from the perspective of this is much better than Batman vs Superman, much better than Justice League, much better than Aquaman. We watched Justice League and then yeah, uh, went back. Yeah, so um, but it, it but I don't have that deep of a connection to Superman. So like him doing stuff out of character for Superman doesn't. I'm not a diehard Superman fan. I don't, that stuff doesn't get to me. Like it might affect somebody like Ryan, but I do understand it. Um, Christopher Nolan was an executive producer. This was coming off of dark Knight rises. I do wonder if they had some of that, like let's get a little bit of a real world, darker influence into that movie. But the weird thing is Batman. Versus That's Super- obvious. Yeah. Yeah. But Batman versus Superman came out and it was dark and gritty. And like the world was like, no, this is not, I feel like it's that thing where they, they've, Dark doesn't mean good. Gritty doesn't mean good. If it's just, not attached to like real stuff, trauma, difficulty, and like there the Martha conflict, like that felt that was like right. none of that. Felt oh, so don't you, grounded. Yeah, no, well, it, it 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 worked for Batman and Batman, you know that trilogy, and that's why they were like, we need to just roll with this. And I think they thought at the time Marvel was really funny and light and colorful, and they were like, okay. This is a way. This is working for Batman. Uh, let's keep this going. And ultimately, it just like it, it wasn't. It did not work. I, I think, like honestly, I think all of these characters that are in Justice League, they're much more. It's much more fun to watch Batman alone than on the team. I don't care. I don't want to watch Superman cameo in Justice League movie. Why, give me like a Superman movie. I don't want to see Batman like playing well with others. Let him fucking be Batman on his own. Like mm-hmm. I don't care. It just yeah. doesn't work as well for me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I can see where satisfying. where Jacob's coming from on that. And even though I do like Batman when he's part of the Justice League, I don't like him as part of this Justice League uh, specifically because they gave Bruce Wayne the Flash's role that, that you would usually see, where he's like being chummy and cracking jokes, and it was just that's ah, jarring. It just didn't. Just doesn't work. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the most egregious thing about this Zack Snyder trilogy is that Superman dies at the end of Batman vs Superman. Uh, it's supposed to be this emotional weight of that battle with uh, what's his face Doomsday or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he wakes up an hour later, an hour into the next movie, he's back, and then Superman's only in Justice League for like eight minutes of total screen time or something. So, and he's 
We all just rewatched it. Probably still the best part of that cut of the movie. It is. I think. I think a big issue, and and it was really apparent watching uh, um, Justice League the second time after watching something like Endgame, um, that they really are going for this like feeling. Like it, at the end of Endgame, you have the big battle, and then you have that like last twenty minutes of everybody kind of calming down and like kind of moving on, and they do that in Justice League, there's the big battle and then there's an ending where they try to make everything feel big and like, but I'm like, you don't, you didn't earn it because it's only been three movies and some of the, half of the characters in this movie, we just met Mm -hmm. this movie and it's like, they're trying to be bigger than they are. They tried to like fast forward through all the like, uh, you know, world building. Mm -hmm. Just do it really quick. First movie, Batman versus Superman. Like do it immediately and it just, Without having a standalone cyborg or flash movie with like their backstory, it's way too much too fast to like have to try to care about those characters and get their backstory with all that exposition. It's it's a lot of explaining and not feeling it while you're watching it. Marvel can get away with introducing Spider-Man without an origin story because A, we've seen it multiple times and B, everybody knows Spider-Man's origin story. But you're just throwing cyborg and the flash at us like not everybody knows the flash like we know Spider-Man. Um, and, and if you're or not- nobody cares about Aquaman. Oh, well, that's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, well, it is. I mean, unless you're like a hardcore comic book reader, like, like myself or maybe John who read a lot of superhero books, like everyone's reaction to Aquaman right away is anything that you see on big bang theory where they just go on like for the muggles, they just talk about how Aquaman sucks. Yeah. That's and kind so of, that's definitely part of pop culture to be like dogging him and make him seem lame absolutely so they and they tried really hard well, and aquaman just comes off like jason momoa they hurt Instagram. their cause yeah jason they hurt Mosley. their cause in that one Whoa. sorry right that they was somehow made aquaman <laughs> worse yeah. yeah yeah somehow they did make aquaman worse and yes. i find that he's bad freaking he's bad. weird yeah you know it's funny if you watch the oh, the first teaser trailer for justice league you know it's that it's uh Bruce Wayne going to find Aquaman and he's like on his horse in the snow and it's mm-hmm. like oh this is interesting oh and then like when the way it comes off in the movie is like holy shit they botched this so it's bad. so yeah. bad he's like tell me about I, the dude, one of, to me one of the cringiest parts of the movie is when he says like I hear you can talk to the talk and he gives him, gives him that dumb little smirk I'm like yes that? are you funny that is, you, I dig it that's such a flash thing that is such a flash thing, too. Like it's just it's bugging bad. the shit out of me. Yeah, you can't make every character have that little injection of humor. You have to like be one character, yes, and that is but, their yeah, characteristic. But also, yeah, but also, if you're going to do it, make it funny. Like, yeah, I hear true. you talk to fish. I hear you talk to fish isn't a lion worth a like cute little fucking head nod. I could just see. <laughs> fuck wait, wait, imagine the Warner Brothers executives, guys. Have you seen the clip, the, the talk to fish line? Oh, it. we got him hook, line, and sinker. We got it on t-shirts now. Oh, <laughs> fuck And it's what's hey, really funny, too. Funnier. But you just said it's funny. <laughs> hook, line, and sinker's funnier. Yeah, oh, hook, line. Yeah, because the, uh, the, yeah, I remember that trailer pretty well. Because I, I find that the DC trailers are better than the actual movie. Yes. Like, the Man of Steel trailer, I still think, was the best movie of that year. Like, it was better than Iron Man 3. It, and that was just a trailer. Mm-hmm. And then the actual movie came out, and it was yeah. just like, 
the worst thing I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Mm-hmm. I think that's the other problem with DC too, is that they make such good trailers the that hype. when you go in, you're just like, oh yeah. my god, how did they? What? How did you get this out of that trailer? Well, yeah, let's talk like, about you, Suicide Squad. Well, you remember the Suicide exactly Squad trailer? Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey. Yeah, Birds of Prey, absolutely. Total you know what's interesting? And uh, they've been talking about HBO because you people keep falling for it. Oh man! Every time, Jake, you show up. You get money, Jake. um, A lot of people don't (laughs) know this. Yeah, yeah, I show, I show up, but I didn't want to go see Birds of Prey. You two wanted to go. Oh, we made you. And also, I knew going in that it was going to be garbage. That's the last movie we saw before quarantine. That's funny. That's depressing. Jake stands outside of movie theaters like a like a Jesus person, uh, like. (laughs) <laughs> trying to convince people not to uh, megaphone, not to fall I for might, the trailers. I might start doing False that. witness. I might start I, doing that. <laughs> Jake outside of the theater. Do not fall for the DC trailers they give you. <laughs> <laughs> Zack Snyder's Dude, false profit. Yeah, yeah. I am totally in a in abusive relationship with DC movies. Yeah, yeah. But the <laughs> thing about so I read this. I read this thing about. We're here for you. That's why we have this podcast. I read this thing about Suicide Squad where. Again, they they started doing test screenings of, and this apparently the air cut of Suicide Squad is almost done. Like it's, it, they have it, uh, it's basically ready to go. And the the test screenings did really poorly. And they actually brought in a trailer house to re-edit yeah. the movie to make it feel more like Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, and that's why Suicide Squad feels sounds like a jukebox. That's just someone keeps pushing all the buttons because yeah. the song keeps changing. Yeah, it's real bad. Yeah. Um. Uh, but Suicide Squad. Yeah, they totally failed at that because James Gunn, when he was making Guardians of the Galaxy, he had his soundtrack first, which is something you're always told never to do is to make, build a movie off a soundtrack. Unless you're but a genius. But James Gunn threw those rules out the window yeah. and said, here's my music list and built the story around the music. Mm-hmm. And Suicide Squad, like, Injected. the songs made no sense. They weren't even ironic fun hmm. like Deadpool. Yeah. Or yeah, even the exactly. Deadpool soundtrack still makes sense with the movie. Right. I think what I think the craziest thing though is like rewatching rewatching Justice League after the news that there is going to be a Snyder cut. This whole time I have been like, I've been like, this all sounds awful. Who wants to see more Justice League? I don't care. I don't want to see more shit put into the movie. But then after watching the Justice League again, I'm like, it can't be worse than that, right? Is it possible it can be worse than what they put out? Yes. Um, okay. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe. Yeah. Less I, I think so. I, it's it's not even. I fun. don't know how much they're actually changing from what the previs that I saw for Justice League from the Snyder cut because he keeps they keep saying oh we're completely redoing it so maybe he had time to think about making a good movie. Well, I saw like I, I I saw at first what they said that they were putting like twenty million into it, but then like uh, yeah, but that's just the VFX they, budget. Yeah, but yeah, I was gonna say like then some guy from uh, uh, I guess HBO came out and he was like, "Oh no, it's like far more than thirty million. He's like, "It's very expensive what they're doing. Like, it's gonna be a big. They're making they're just making a whole new movie basically, which is insane I- because it's just in response to fan reaction and Twitter and that amount of people. I guess they want to monetize it, correct? Well, eight, so when you put out a new streaming service, you need content, right? So even though I found out this week, HBO Max isn't really a new streaming service. It's just, they just renamed HBO now to HBO Max. Uh, it's the same price. Because yeah. uh, I was like, I was like one of the people's like, well, I'm going to have HBO. I'm going to have to figure out. Like, oh, it's all the same. Uh, 
Uh, so anyways, it's the same. If you, yeah, yeah. It's the same. But I think the thing is, is like, and I do want to talk about that fan uprising, but the weirdest thing to me is we, the, the roller coaster ride of the DCEU, which is now forever. People are like, it's not really called that. And now if you look on HBO max, it's listed DC extended universe. So it's, they've canonized that now. Um, which is funny. Par for the course for DC, just constantly rewriting and changing things yeah. as they go. So, so the funny thing is like, we started with like, okay, we've got man of steel, Batman versus Superman, wonder woman, Aquaman, justice league. And it got to this, this mishmash of like, what is canon? What's not okay. Affleck's now out. They're rebooting Batman, but yeah. that's going to be completely separate. And it, it's like all this confusion. And then they were like, this is what we're going to do. It will now be standalone movies. Wonder Woman's going her own direction. Aquaman's going to go with her own, uh, his own direction. Um, we're going to have a Superman cameo at the end of Shazam, but it's not going to be Henry Cavill. And now, a year later, it's Justice League's coming back with the Snyder Cut. And Henry Cavill's in talks to reprise his role. There's going to be a Man of Steel sequel. And mm-hmm. like all yeah. of it's like coming back. And my in my mind, is like nothing's actually changed. The box office is the box office. The only thing that's changed is like the chatter and the demands. Um, I wonder how now that James Gunn's involved in this, doing his own version of Suicide Squad that he keeps saying is not a sequel or a remake. I wonder if he's like stressed. I wonder if he's like hoping that nothing they're doing could possibly affect his version of yeah, Suicide I, Squad. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine. Yeah, with the amount of care I don't and think thought so. he puts in, you don't. You don't think he gives a no, shit? No, I think he's just going to do his thing. And then when his thing is better than everybody else's, he can just stand behind it. Yeah. Yep. And then walk away yeah. and go make Guardians 3. And then we're all happy and we're crying and we're having the best day of our life. <laughs> I okay. like that. Um, okay. So <laughs> I want to like something. So I'd like for that to happen. I would love to like something. Yeah. Um, as far as, <laughs> as far as this cut of Justice League goes, um, my impression was that it was worse than I remember. Like in watching it, I was like, okay. Gal Gadot is phoning it in. It feels like Ben Affleck. She's not relatable in that role. I mean, I think she's fantastic as a human being, but I don't think that there's any part of Wonder Woman that I'm like, wow, I really identify with that. And that's something I really I don't think you're supposed to. Really? I I think even in the comics. Oh, I'm losing toys behind me. Okay. Uh, You've got my uh, interest. Yeah, I I don't think uh, I don't think you're really supposed to. I think characters like Superman uh captain america uh wonder woman are like godlike almost yeah they're they they're yeah we're supposed to be inspired by them we're not necessarily supposed to relate to them like we relate to uh spider-man or even like maybe even captain marvel yeah to a point mm-hmm. i you know we're not even technically even supposed How to be able to relate dare to you, wolverine ryan dole compare captain marvel and Wonder Woman. That sounds like low key. <laughs> no, I'm just bringing in some Marvel characters that are just like that are super powerful, but more grounded. Right. No, I right. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. Right. 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 Like, because yeah. we can't even relate to Thor. We're not even technically supposed to relate to Thor, Captain America. I hate coffee. Yeah. Right. But here's the thing, though. But here's the thing. It goes through depression. But here's. The- yeah, that's what I'm. Hold on, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're not. You, you wouldn't usually uh, uh, relate to Thor or Captain America because they are like bigger. Mm-hmm. But Marvel has been smart about it and written characters that can still be like that, but also have relatable human problems. Mm-hmm. While DC is just like 
Pat kind of yeah, hasn't done either Ant-Man. because like my favorite yep, my agree. favorite Justice League stuff is like my favorite Justice League stuff is when you read the old comics and they're all like drawn is like these big the the, the main difference between DC and Marvel is that DC's characters so many of them are these big like Superman, Wonder Woman are these big like Martian Manhunter. They're like these big people that are like gods and you look up to them. And every time you see them, you're kind of like in awe of them. And DC hasn't done that either. The DC movies don't make you feel that way just as if they don't make you relate to them. It's it's like you got to pick something and go with it. Mm. Yeah, it's missing heart. Yeah. If you can feel something and relate on a small level like I would to Captain Marvel and see her in her power and glory when she shows up at the end of Endgame, and that's, to me, like, that's the almighty that she is. So if you can do both like Marvel does, that's fantastic. And if you can't and you're DC, you're just absolutely like Yeah, I think that's where, because Marvel, again, like, even their worst movie in the MCU is still, if someone wanted to rewatch it, I would be down for rewatching it. You're not sitting there going, Oh, this is going to be exhausting. Right. 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 Like, like, like pretty much almost all of, um, like pretty much all of DC. Yeah. I saw right? Batman versus super- Superman twice in the theater. It was so painful to sit through. Right. And it's yeah. like, well, you didn't even have to work on it for a year. So don't even worry about it. Right. <laughs> so just like, right? sat with it way longer than I did. <laughs> right like, but like i said it was fun to work on so it's okay but yeah. i mean like but it's different when you know what you're getting in on too but anyways sorry we're no, going good. off track yeah. but it's you know i it's really upsetting too like when dc is like this like the movies because the comics it can be so good and i mean like marvel goes through its fluxes too where spider-man's awesome and then the title's not as good because i mean they're coming out monthly with like five issues a month so not everything's going to be awesome. But when you're making a movie, they're, they're taking two, three years to make a movie. They're, there's, I honestly think, like, with Dark Knight Rises and everything else, there should have been no excuse for these movies to be as heartless and as bad and unmotivating as they are. Well, I think with yeah. something like Dark Knight Rises, like, I know uh, I've got a very uh, different opinion of that movie specifically to... Uh, Ryan and Jake, and I think, what do you feel about Dark Knight Rises? I liked it. Really? I liked but, but I think in that case, you're dealing with the third movie of a trilogy. Christopher Nolan's putting out his vision. It maybe is uh, a little mm, divisive or, or controversial at times, but I think I think Warner Brothers, and with the Zack Snyder stuff, after... So Warner Brothers was probably like licking their chops and we're finally going to do Batman versus Superman. We're finally going to, we somehow haven't figured out how to monetize our two most popular characters in the last 30 years. We're finally going to do it and never really took a step back to go, well, yeah, that's Batman versus Superman, but we don't know that Batman. We're not invested in this Batman. You're just banging on us knowing the character. So by the time it comes out and it doesn't do well and Warner Brothers is going... And when it's unfamiliar as Ben Affleck is in that role, you're like, this isn't really the character I know. Right. So um, so I'm sure they were just shocked when Batman versus Superman didn't do what they thought it was. And then they got halfway through filming with Justice League and probably realized oh, this is going to be a lot like Batman vs. Superman. It's going to be bleak. It's going to be dark. It's going to be apparently long and drawn out. Apparently the first cut of it was four and a half hours long or something. So then they do what would probably ended up being a worse idea, which is pulling the plug on Zack Snyder. Obviously all the stuff with his daughter, 
Uh, that was awful, but it's kind of a known industry thing that he was off that movie yeah. months before that happened. Like that was like a, a PR spin. Um, and then they bring in Josh Whedon who had done the first two Avengers movies and had that MCU kind of uh, cachet. And it, it, then it's just the, the movie, you could tell which scenes were that like the, the whole Batman scene at the beginning where the, the fucking terror dog. What, what are those things called? Terror demon. Yeah. <laughs> like you can tell that feels, that's as Zack Snyder as you get. Yeah. And then it cuts to very like mundane feeling like, you just, got a whole ass. You can't half ass. You yeah. can't just have a little injection of, of something fun. It's like make the entire thing from the beginning that way. But Jake, I if, remember I, you. Now, I don't know if this is in the Snyder Cut or if this was redone, but when they, I don't necessarily like the scene where they wake Superman up and the, the, they put all the, the mixins, pool. the mixins they, in they the put pool. all the fixins and the mixins in the pool and wake them up. But the scene where Superman, <laughs> that's what I call the it. Superman scene where he shows up and fights them all. Uh, Jake, I remember you liking that scene, um, but did you like it this time? <laughs> do you love it? I think that scene. So I, I, I do think that's the best scene in the movie, and it, and it sometimes it feels to me like I would maybe um, rather watch an entire Justice League movie where they're trying, where it's like let's try to revive Superman, and you know maybe that's the big thing. I don't know, but uh, I, I do. I think that scene's fine. It's weird. I hate. I hate anytime Wonder Woman speaks in it because she's, she's like, she talks so weird. She's like, Cal, no. Like, what are you talking like that? Uh, cyborg, anything with Cyborg is awful. Like he looks, Cyborg looks so stupid in this movie. And the CGI doesn't mesh with the part of the face that's the human actor. It all yep. looks janky and it's just like, I hate all of it. But that scene, I think, is the funnest thing in the movie. Like, and that's and that's it. You know, hey, Ryan. I like how he casually. I like how he casually throws Batman behind him when he sees Lois. Yeah, they're like way up in the air, and he yeah. just tosses Batman, and you don't you don't see Batman land or anything. <laughs> that's my favorite part of the movie. Hey, they should have cut to right. They should have shown Batman landing, and he like he sits up and looks, and he goes. Bros before hoes, dude. Uh, oh. <laughs> they basically, they basically they? do that. <laughs> That's what they should do. That sounds like an Aquaman line, actually. Oh, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. I, I dig it. it. I dig it. Uh, Ryan, Cyborg looks bad. How that guy's it? a good actor. I want to say that he's in True Detective season three. He's he's a good he's actor, just not actor. not in Justice League so much. Not in that movie. Ryan, no. from a VFX perspective, how does that happen? How does it look like that? Uh probably just ran out of time that's crazy like that's what it comes down to a lot of a lot of times when vfx looks bad it's uh two things they ran out of budget and they ran or they ran out of time Hmm. which is they sit there and and have noodle things for for far too long so that's okay it's never the artist's fault all the artists that work on this are amazing and Hmm. they all probably never saw their kids and probably got a divorce while making this movie <laughs> uh, because they were never home. <laughs> but uh, it's not their fault. It's, okay. it's not. If I, yeah. 
I think I would want a divorce from everything in my life if I worked on this movie. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, I would be like, time to change my life. Oh, dude, you you divorcing what, yourself. If, if you ever got in this industry, you'd end up working on way worse than uh, Justice. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Check check my IMDb page, man. You'll you'll see it. You'll see it. <laughs> For every Godzilla, I have an answer. The call, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a quote. That's a great. That's a new T-shirt. That's Sorry. a quote. Oh, I just rock the for table. every I like Godzilla, that. I We're have an answer to the call. We're grateful for you, Ryan, um, for what you do. So, yeah, Cyborg looks I, honestly, honestly, I imagine it's fun to work on the movies, no matter what the like uh, end result is of those movies. Yeah. So, Getting all the drama. No, sometimes. Sometimes. That, sometimes. <laughs> that part's completely out of your control. You're just doing your your part of the job. Like, you didn't. And that's yeah. right. And you're just trying to do the best you can. Like, what? Like, I, this is going to sound so bad, but I mean, like a lot of the times if we know we're working on a bad movie where it's just kind of like you get that gut instinct of we're not working on something special. You, you kind of try to do your, try to do a better job at the VFX so that they, you don't give anyone else any other reason to hate on it. Yeah. Okay. So the reviews yeah. will say great special like, effects. Right, right, right. Yeah. That gives, that gives you that motivation mm-hmm. to be like, I don't want anyone ripping on what I'm working on. Yeah. So you just, you know, the you, you just well, try to do your best. To be fair, I pointed out to Ryan that um, there's something very noticeable in Infinity War, how bad Mark Ruffalo looks in the uh, the Iron uh, Buster. The yeah. uh, is that what it's called? Uh-huh. I'm a fan. I yep. say Iron Giant. Hulk, I don't know. The, the, Iron the Hulk, Hulk Buster. The Hulk Buster. Hulk Buster. Um, Hulk Buster. His head's just like floating inside the thing. Like if you ever yeah. – next time you watch Infinity War, uh, look at that and you'll, you'll – it'll – you won't be able to take your eyes off of it. Yeah. And I don't know if everyone else kind of noticed this too, but I definitely noticed after Avengers 2, there was a, a complete dive in quality in the VFX. Interesting. Hmm. And if you ever have worked on a Marvel film, it's change after change after change after change. And the, you do eventually just run out of time on hmm. Marvel movies. Hmm. Like you just do. Yeah. And I don't know if the muggles necessarily see it, but it's like, I can definitely watch a film for the first time in the theater and be completely taken out just by seeing like, Oh my God, he's not contacting the ground. He's walking. Black Panther is walking. Right. And he's not touching the fucking ground. Like you just start to lose your mind. Right. And the details like, you can join like the cat. You can join Jake Captain outside Marvel. of the theater and, and, and yell at the people for not noticing. Yeah, why are you clapping at this? This was completely unfinished. <laughs> you know, it's you know, you, you, I, I notice these things, and sometimes it can bug me, and I think that's part of the reason why too. Sometimes I don't necessarily give the MCU. I don't cut it a lot of slack that where a lot of people praise it, but I'm also like I'm more into the comics too than the movies, so I'm also I also become that guy. Right. Uh, but like I said, like even besides all of that. I still think MCU is fart is just, it's good. And we're always going to compare DC to Marvel anyway. So just right. keep going with it. Well, that's the thing and, when people say, well, it's not actually a war. The executives actually don't see it as a us versus them. I'm like, fuck off. Avengers made the most money of any movie of all time. So you can't tell me that Warner brothers isn't like, well, we've got superhero movies too. Mm-hmm. Like, like you can't yep. tell me that they're not 
like looking at their competition. Yeah. Anybody who runs a business is going to look at their competition. Like, who are our top two guys? Superman, Batman. Yeah. Let's yeah. And somehow Aquaman still hit <laughs> 1 billion. At the yeah, box I know. You know why? It's mind boggling. You know why that movie made that much? People are fucking stupid. And they Jason have Momoa? <laughs> they have nothing to do. Game of Thrones? <laughs> I'm no, it's not because like, of I mean, season one of Game of Thrones. It's because people are like, look, we heard that he talks to fish. We heard a rumor and we want to see that. <laughs> it There's octopus playing I, drums. I, I went and saw it and I, Ryan, I, I wish you would watch it because as, as bad as any of these other movies that we're talking about are, um, Aquaman may be the worst movie I've ever seen. Like it, it's, <laughs> it is fucking awful. Mm-hmm. So and John Cave is going to love it. And it's <laughs> awful on so many levels. There's so, it's like the writing, the look of it, every single thing about Aquaman is like, this must be a joke. Like it must be a fucking joke. Yeah. Well, Johnny Depp's abusive wife looks super hot in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> that only gets you so far like, though. Her hair only gets so you so far. Deep. Yeah. yeah, her hair looks stupid. And dude, any scene where they're underwater, like I, I was laughing in the theater watching it because there are scenes where they're talking to each other underwater, yeah. and everybody's hair is 100 percent CGI so they can make it move. But it yep. looks like old, like it looks like old PlayStation One graphics <laughs> on top of a human <laughs> head, and I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. You know what? I got so stories bad. about that from my friends that worked at another studio i'll just say that i got stories from friends that worked at another studio that worked on it uh we could talk about it after uh the podcast after recording but after hours there's some there's some drama behind that yeah so so (laughs) it sounds like the overall census is that justice league them reshooting it them retooling it didn't necessarily make it better maybe didn't make it worse but it definitely made it weird like it's a weird you know, when you watch even the first Avengers, you've got this driving story. And you even if you've never seen any of the Marvel movies, if you put on the first Avengers, you're going to be able to piece together, oh, Captain America, Thor, we've got Black Widow, we've got Iron Man, we've got Hulk, and there's this looming attack on New York. You might not know all of the intricate de- details, but... Yeah, you don't you, know what Tesseract is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got I still it. don't. Oh, they go to Tesseract. <laughs> but it's interesting. It's damn Tesseract. Um, but you're going to be able to get it. When you're watching Justice League, like an hour in, I'm like, what are those boxes? Like, what are they? Why do they want them? <laughs> what is happening? Like, it's so... Because what they tried to do is they tried to give you a little bit more of an origin story for each person. So they show the, the Amazonian stuff and what's going on over there and the horses and the light. Yeah. And all this shit. And it's just like, it just feels like they were so in, it feels like insecurity coming off the screen. Like, oh, they they know <laughs> that is a good word for also Aquaman. That is the entirety of it. It's the insecurity of like, well, if you think we're we're lame, we're gonna show you up with all this awesome action and jeans and badass shit. <laughs> jeans, it's, yeah, it's not yes, as badass as I think. Jason Momoa in his tiny jeans. Here yeah. we go. That was yeah. a whole. We had a whole episode. I think Jake ranted for an hour. He was like. Why is he wearing jeans underwater? We made Why? A, a bet that if we liked Aquaman, we would wear jeans in the water. Yep, that was something we were going to do. <laughs> that's that. Yeah, we didn't. Can, can I tell you to. something about that Aquaman scene, which I think is kind of funny? Because first time I saw Justice League, I went with my with my niece and nephews, and my niece has just started reading comics at, like pretty hardcore at this point, and she only buys comics that are like have 
star that are, have women lead characters in it. Yeah. We went and saw Justice League. We went to the comic store. And then she started buying Conan and Aquaman comics. And then all of a sudden it was like, Aquaman? That's why are you... Oh, oh, oh. We just saw Jason Momoa and his tiny jeans and you're yeah. 13 years old. That's what I'm saying. That's not... Got it. Okay. That's who that's targeted to. Mm-hmm. That 13-year-old coming-of-age girl that's... <laughs> or you know boy. Fu- you know what's funny about uh... even Aquaman is like, you've got all these big actors that join the MCU and for the most part do a really good job. Like, you've got Michael Douglas is in there and Michelle Pfeiffer and who... Was it Annette Bening? She's in um, uh, Captain Marvel. Like, these like known A-list actors who come into the MCU, they have a small part, but they do really well. But then Nicole Kidman is an Aquaman and it's, and she's a good actress, but for some reason, because she's an Aquaman, she just is the worst actress I've ever seen. Like, it's so Dude, I, I don't, whenever, whenever I was rewatching justice league, uh, it felt when they get to the, like the end battle and, the, and you have Aquaman, it felt like they were like, Oh, okay. We have Aquaman here and all his, you know, abilities and powers have to deal with like water and fish. And like, they're like, well, how do we have him do anything? And then someone was like, Oh, well just have him surf on the parademons. Mm. <sighs> yeah. So he uh, like air surfs on demon, on the demons, <laughs> on the demon. bodies. Mm. Yep. Um, mm. Yeah. Also mm. the opening, when they first show, when they first show the parademon, like the whole it, it's like a bad Stephen King where he's like, they feed on fear. And it's just like, oh, this is bad. The fear <laughs> itself is the meat. Also, 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 Batman lets that crook go. Yeah. He like, he, he's a crook at first. Then he's like, there's a robbery or something. But then mm-hmm. he lures the parademon in. But then the crook's like, oh, what is that, Batman? And he's like, it's a demon. You know, he likes, he's like, oh, you're chummy with yeah, this guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let it go yeah like that no my batman wouldn't do that yeah that's pretty bad and also the, i think the most egregious thing is this scene where uh wonder woman uh and bruce wayne are like walking by the lake and she's explaining the plot of the movie basically yeah. it's the worst exposition <laughs> i've ever seen Dude, that's a bad movie sign when you're just not even halfway through when you're recapping and you know what it's i'm gonna go good. on another little rant here you know what's awesome about marvel when the aliens come finally in in avengers and robert downey jr has to deal with it he is so fucked in the head because of it and they and even though iron man 3 i know you guys don't like it and it's got all the ptsd stuff whatever but they do a really good job of making you understand the emotions of human beings dealing with aliens for the first time but bruce wayne's just like all right i've seen an alien let's get a team together we got it like this is just so oh it's frustrating mm-hmm. i was frustrated mm-hmm. should i be yeah frustrated? like i said it's, it's just those movies are missing heart yes or people reacting right? as they normally would and going through conflict and confusion and like resolution and all that shit yeah right if dc went the route of uh this is gonna sound like so self-serving on my end if they went on the same route as let's say into the spider-verse where Mm -hmm. they just where the action is secondary yes and all they tried to do was just try to have a story where you cared about these characters yes and then yeah and then the powers likable and good and the fighting is is just secondary it's just the icing on the cake yeah you can't leave right i think it's just the gravy on the potatoes like that's all 
Man, it's just a butter like, on the biscuit. Think, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think what's going to happen Gravy is train with biscuit wheels. Suicide Squad's going to yeah. be that test because because James Gunn has said it's the most fun he's ever had making a movie and he's more emotionally invested in any of those characters than anything he's ever done. They paid him to say that. <laughs> <laughs> he was that's talking so, about how the dogs adopted while he's down in so, it's clearly so, not true. So we're going to see if that movie comes out and it's and it's just void then we're going to maybe then maybe you can have that conversation. Maybe it's just these characters don't translate as well to the big screen. Because as much, I, I disagree. But go ahead. Go. No, I'm keep just going. saying it could be an argument that you can make. Um, uh, I think uh, I'll be honest with. Uh, I think Batman, like Batman movies, are are good and fun and fine. And I know we all love '89 and Returns and and Forever and that and stuff. But I still think Batman works best as a series. Like when you're doing Batman animated series, or even if they did like mm-hmm. a live action series where it was like, like Daredevil. I just started rewatching Daredevil. Uh, if they made Batman like that, where you got to really kind of delve deeper into these characters, not these one off Joker films and these like, mm-hmm. you know, these just, <laughs> and because that's even that's what Dark Knight is. It's just another one off Joker film. Like, Let's get into this. Let's get like you can really delve into the world of Batman. It is dark. It's cerebral. We can get in there, but the movies don't give us enough time to do that. And I think DC should be going that route more than trying to give us uh, whatever it is they're giving us. By the way, I just want to let everybody know that our phones are definitely listening to us. Uh, John Yurkabe is going to be joining us. He's trying to get in right now. But I just typed the word E-N-D, end, but I mistyped it, and it self-corrected on my phone to VFX. So, cool. um, Oh, yeah, your phone's definitely listening. Um, yes. So he's going to try to join us here in a minute. Uh, Ryan, I completely agree with you. That's another thing. We, we probably won't get into it too much, but another thing that really makes uh, – this entire conversation with DC interesting is that they put out the standalone Joker movie last year and it did really well and made more money than anybody ever thought. So the fact that Marvel's got one congruent universe and DC's trying to have like three or four is kind of indicative to just maybe not as much of a battle plan as they, they mm-hmm. should have over there. Yeah. Um, and, I, I, and if they're going to start doing that, where they start doing almost like how they're doing it to the comic stores, where it's like you don't need to watch this in order to watch this or read this in order to read that. I, I just don't think it works the same with movies anymore. Right. I, I don't. Yeah, but the only the only reason they're even doing that, the only reason they're even doing that though, is because it's like a last ditch effort for them. They they don't want to have multiple universes, but the fact that one the universe they cashed in on isn't working they're like fuck let's try something else like yeah it it definitely feels like a defensive yeah yeah it's out of necessity yeah yeah Um, i agree that's how it feels too uh, so let's have um let's pivot a little bit so let's talk about this movement in the way it happens so it starts off with couple people putting up these hashtags release the snyder cut everyone's like oh it's not a real thing blah 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 about a year goes by, they start flying planes over Comic-Con, release the Snyder Cut, and it's like, wow, they really put a lot of effort into this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, does anybody think that Zack Snyder himself actually started this entire movement? Or is that too conspiracy? Yeah, maybe. Theory? I don't think that's, that's, that's a good a conspiracy. conspiracy. I, I mean, yeah. is that a conspiracy? If he was the one who had this big idea for a movie and maybe you know, things happen the way they happen and then the movie came out and it was awful, of course, as a filmmaker, you're going to be like, 
fuck, I wish I could have done this. I wish I would have done this. And he probably, you know, he saw that other people kind of, there, other people posted the same kind of thing. So maybe, maybe he did. Like, I wouldn't doubt Zack Snyder paying that for that airplane, like one bit. <laughs> Dude, who else did? Like, like can we, it, can't we like, figure out who won? him like $100 bills behind the building and he's like five o'clock. Comic Con. Snyder's here. Yeah. Get the, get the <laughs> banner ready. Oh. GB Max. He actually, at first, he, <laughs> yeah, like GB Max with his banner at FanFest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if, it, what if at FanFest, GB Max had the, at Ghostbusters FanFest, the release the Snyder cut? We would have been like, whoa. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That is interesting, though, to think, to think that Zack Snyder would be behind starting and galvanizing all that rather than just like rabid fans who need it because they love the source material. Um, Wait, yes. is Zack Snyder just the Joker? Whoa. Whoa, Whoa that's deep. That's like in my <laughs> mind now, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. So this 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 hashtag starts release the Snyder cut. Everyone, we've made fun of it. We've all made fun of it. I don't. I still don't feel like I'm eating crow because, like we touched on earlier, they have to fabricate it. They yeah. have to make it happen. So it's not like it was just ready in a can. Um. So, right. although he said it, he said in that in that Man of Steel thing, he's like, well, if it was up to me, I would have just left it on a thumb drive in a bathroom a long time ago. It's like okay, stop it. Yeah, but he still would have just had the VFX would have been unfinished. It would have been. It would have been like watching a uh, cutscene in a PlayStation Two game. Mm. <laughs> or it would have been like when it would have been like when uh, the Wolverine leaked, right? Probably, yes. but even but even less done, probably. Pro- yes, you you are correct. So then, last what was it? October. The actors once like Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot, depending on who you're talking to. <laughs> Once she and Ben Affleck and, you know, uh, Ezra Miller, whoever, once once they started doing it, it was like, oh, well, that's kind of interesting. Right. And and that it kind of fits the timeline of when the conversation started happening with with Warner Brothers and HBO. So um, I don't know. How do we feel? How do you feel about a fan movement actually gaining traction? If you read the articles, Warner Brothers executives said that that movement picking up steam is what directly led to they they were like wow it seems like the fans really want this but i'm not so sure that that twitter movement and these fans i i don't think it really represents a very large i think the vast majority of moviegoers don't know what a snyder cut is and don't care and they don't remember justice league that's what i think i i agree i agree with you and and, and maybe you're right and maybe it is like mainly you know industry people or Zack Snyder health that are really pushing for it. But also like, I kind of don't, I kind of don't care. Like uh, even though I think justice league sucked and even though I think this probably won't be much better. um, I don't, I guess it's not really a bad thing, right? Like who cares? Like if if it, if it started happening, like if you, if you, if you put this towards other movies that you would like, you know, say this happened for something that you were excited about or a movie you do like, you would be excited right now. You'd be like, Oh cool. We're going to have another version. Mm -hmm. Like it it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be in such a bad light. So part of me is like, you know what? If they're going to fucking pay for it, if they got the money, who cares? Like what's it hurting? Abigail. I mean, 
I'm not upset by it. I guess I do think back to when Answer the Call came out and we were all like, let's get people to go see the movie because no one's seeing it. It's like, what if, is there really anything you can do, like getting a petition, yeah. et cetera, like as a fan or a group of fans? Um, maybe this is, I don't know. I'm kind of skeptical about it because there's, they do have a lot of money. They do want something to work. If they, if DC sees that there's interest or that there's even a small amount of, of voices on Twitter, it's, I guess, enough reason to go into, well, and he, make some money. Do we off blame of Sonic for this? We're moving. Well, I was I was just about to bring that up, John. Like we're yes. on Ryan. Ryan. Uh, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're we're moving into like this weird new era of films where it's starting to become like why do we have like we're starting to get a say in things if we argue about something enough, right. they'll fucking mm-hmm. fix Sonic or whatever. So I don't right. know. Maybe that's gonna. I don't know. We yeah. can affect Become change, at least in well, movies. Yo, I want the. Then why can't we demand something good like live action turtles that aren't VFX? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's 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 the movement I want to get uh, behind. That's oh, the movement yeah. I want as well. Like yeah, I but, mean, so gritty, real. The the, yep. the thing from Warner Brothers' perspective is they're trying. They're still trying to figure out what the future of this universe looks like on film, right? So they without a doubt want to do another Superman movie. And if they're like, well, it seems like people really do like Henry Cavill as Superman. And I will say, I, I think he's a good Superman. He's got the look. He's a good, beautiful man. He fits the role. <laughs> he's a good actor. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, so for them, if this is a way to bridge that gap and continue down that road and, but I have that part of me that thinks that this is going to come out. People are going to be excited and then they're going to do another man of steel movie and it's going to be Zack Snyder and it's going to come out and people are going to go, Oh, why is it so dark? Like with (laughs) the regular movie going audience is not that indicative of what you're going to get with like an HBO max, like hardcore fan viewing audience. It's like if they, let's say they did, let's say the Paul Feig thing took off and they did put out a three and a half hour cut dance movie of, of answer the call. Let's say that that happened. (laughs) Yeah. We would care and we would know about it. We would watch it. But I don't think that translates like outside of the walls of the Internet. And I think there's still that thing where people think that the voices on the Internet mean more than they ever actually do. Same with the Sonic thing. Like I think there's a chance Sonic would have done the exact same amount of business even if it wasn't redesigned. But we'll never know. Did you know? Hang on. I got I got some news for you on Sonic. Just to kind of add it to that. Thank God. Yeah. When they came out with the trailer, the desi- that first original trailer that everyone lost their bloody mind over, mm-hmm. they the studio wasn't done. They actually didn't decide on a final design for Sonic. Like that was well, never stupid. Then it is then stupid. Don't put, but a, that's, then don't put the trailer out. That's a studio problem, right? That's yeah, not. Yeah, that's not nothing to do with anything. And it's kind of funny. It's just like I think for they sure. were. I know all those. It's funny. The same VFX studio that was working on Sonic was also working on Cats, and then it closed. So you can only just imagine how rough hey. morale must have been at that studio at that time. Like I can't For even. Sure. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but they said it was rough because, like, after that trailer came out, they were they decided here's like five other things. And they were just like, con- they were trying to finish the movie while constantly redesigning Sonic. That right. sucks. Right. Well, and then to have I mean, the I internet guess, dog I, pile on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it worked out for him because apparently it's good. I haven't seen it, but a lot of people, I mean, it's, they just, they're making a sequel. So yeah. 
Buttholes, too, in Sonic. Cool. Buttholes. <laughs> um, so, cool. So this is where we stand. This is what I'm getting from everybody. A lot of apathy. <laughs> a lot of... <laughs> Me, like not not yeah like, who cares yeah like mm-hmm. i don't have a hardcore opinion like i'm i'm happy and i think jake you were saying this a few minutes ago like if if this was something you were really passionate and cared about like if this was a godzilla movie that was going in one direction it was completely changed and turned out to not be so great and then you realize that oh the original vision was going to see the light of day you'd probably be pretty happy yeah if it's a property that you care about that you wanted to see so desperately you will hold out hope for something that will satisfy that because you wanted it so bad well i'm pretty passionate about superman i i love those comics i love the character but i don't know man i just feel like it's been a continuous letdown especially (laughs) since superman returns the Mm -hmm. one that's directed by a pedophile you know, I think that once, <laughs> I mean, it is since that has happened, it's just kind of like, yeah, you do hold out hope that you're going to get that one good one. And yeah. I think now more than ever, we need a good Superman film where we feel inspired and uplifted when we well, leave the theater. Yeah. Let me yeah. ask you that. What, what, what is the key ingredient that, it, that those movies are missing? It's hard. Like I said, with everything, it's just, it's, we, we should come out of there feeling like we can do better. We can be better. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, we may not have heat vision and ice breath, but we can be nicer. We can be better people. Yeah. And, I, people's and I think that I feel, see good. that yeah. and see, I feel the opposite than that. When I come out of these movies, I feel yeah. like, fuck everybody. I want to go fight somebody. Now. Wait, Jake, what? Yes. I feel can we get Jake's <laughs> quote on Aquaman? <laughs> Wait, after you walked out, you wanted to pollute the ocean. I made that. I made that. I made that Facebook. It's an anti PSA. Uh, Jake was Maybe like, one. I'm going to go yeah. buy a six pack of soda. I'm going to drink all six, uh, take the rings. I'm going to go kill some sea turtles. Toss them in. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go, go shark finning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> but so, yeah, it's, that's I, I. That's just what I want for my Superman film. It, when yeah. they when these directors come in and they just want to give it the, their version of their spin on the character, that's what it's, Superman is like. Star Wars in that sense, nobody wants to see someone version. else's version mm-hmm. of that right. of do that it. franchise. Just make it what it is. That's a really yeah, good man. comparison. Yeah. Like Ryan Johnson. That's that's just what it like. Yeah, nobody wants to like as interesting as Tim Burton's vision of Superman was with the knives that come out of the S and all this stuff like that. Like that would have flopped. That would have flopped so hard. It would have been one of those things where like we probably would love it now, but we would we would love it in a way where it's not like we don't love it because it's a Superman movie. We love it because of how fucking weird. Yeah, it was right. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think so. I yeah, I agree with that. Like because I it would be that. like one of those movies where like every five minutes you'd be like, "What were they thinking?" Yeah, yeah. Batman it God. would be like, "I can't believe this got made." Kind of thing. <laughs> they did it. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> but Ryan, that's a that's a really good thing you said, and I think that's a point when there's Star Wars arguments that that's kind of is Superman or Star Wars or even like Spider Man. Um, 
are the ideals of those characters or those properties so ingrained, they just are what they are. And maybe it was interesting for Ryan Johnson in The Last Jedi to try to go in a completely different direction. But at the end of the day, Star Wars, this is the thing I always say, and I don't care. I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. These things, at the end of the day, they're products, right? And if you're on Shark Tank and you have a product uh, and it's selling well, and then you decide we're going to re-release the product with similar packaging, but it's going to do a completely different thing that goes against the grain of what the product is known for. All the sharks, I know the shark tank. Yeah, I've Barbara? seen it. They would be like, you're, you're fucked. I'm you're fish food. Mm-hmm. You're out. You're done. Yeah. Why would you change it? So I don't think something like Star Wars or Superman needs to necessarily challenge my idea of what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you can't have Correct. a creative take on it. A creative, obviously, comics... There's different writers and different artists and different interpretations. And you can have all these conversations about like Batman and his motives. And if he kills is one is a couple kills. Okay. Um, but I think all of us feel a little bit uncomfortable seeing uh, Superman snap the dude's neck. Right. That's a little bit like, whoa, that's not really a Superman thing. And it's not like he's yeah, it's offensive. It's not like mm-hmm. he's see, I have less. So the, I will say about Man of Steel, the scene with the tornado, and even though it's a little cheesy, the ideal of you need to, like him being uh, 17 or 18 or however he's supposed to be at that age, and his dad teaching him, the, his earth dad teaching him this lesson about keeping that secret. Like I can buy into that a little bit. No, I do not buy into that. I'm okay, going to fight you right go. now. Okay. Uh, that is such a bullshit scene. Okay. The, remember the Christopher Reeves one, Superman's, like, Pa Kent dies. Because he has a heart attack. Superman, teenage Superman cannot stop his father dying from having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. He can totally run into that tornado. That's what I was thinking. Save him and even save that fucking dog. That's what I thought. And you know what? And then all of a sudden say like, oh, hey, look, the tornado carried us over here into this bale of hay. We're fine. Right? He could come up with excuses and reasons to save his father. Right. It's not yeah. like, okay. oh man, it's okay. just, it pisses me also, off. He's also, now I'm he's fired also, up. Yeah, well, but he's also as fast as the Flash. He can yes. just do it and come back and nobody would have noticed. They would have just been like, all they would have done was like, hey, wasn't he just over there? Like, that's all they would have said. And doing the yeah. right thing in spite of what other people think of also, you is more important than anything. Also, that's my favorite part in the movie because it reminds me of a much better movie called Twister. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I agree. Um, actually, a lot of people don't know this. Sisters. Um, I, I guess I, I guess I'll reveal it. This is breaking news on the internet. That scene in Man, uh, Man of Steel is it's just an alternate view of a Twister from the movie Twister. If you look on the other side of the road, oh, they're in the, the same, same universe. Joe, same Dorothy. Twister, yeah. No, it's early. It, you got it's Jonas. Twister. You got Jonas over there. Actually, there's the, a cut scene from Man of Steel where oh, the tornado's Jonas. coming. And, uh, and Clark looks at his mom and goes, Mom. Earth, he goes, Earth Mom, what's Jonas doing here? A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that. Um, if you pause at a certain time, you can see Jonas's truck in the Twister. True. Oh, my God. That's the way, it's the F5 that killed Jonas. A lot of people don't know yeah. that. I just want to bring that to the people. Um, okay, cool. So listen, we've covered a lot of ground. Unfortunately, John Yerkeba is not going to be able to join us. And I know he had a lot to say, so we might have to have him on 
uh, for a we'll give him his own. We'll give him his own thing. We'll yeah, give him his own thing. I like the roundtable format. I think we should keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to have let's let's have an off the air conversation on the air right now? Okay. Um, well, how do you guys think this went? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, but we're over the hour mark, and and listen, I think we covered a lot of good ground. I think at the end of the day, uh, we're all going to watch it. the The last question I do have for you guys. Do you have a preference uh, a preference for how this is released? There's rumors that could be like a three and a half hour movie, a six part series. How do you want to consume uh, now that you've had the appetizer of the Justice League? How do you want to consume the main course of Zack Snyder's Justice League? I, I think they should do it as a series. Um, the people that they have, the studio that is now doing the VFX for the Snyder Cut is the same studio that does all the work for CW. Mm-hmm. So all the CW shows. So I'm not quite sure what the quality will necessarily be at the end of the day on it. Uh, but they are equipped and ready to go for any sort of kind of series release. Okay. Okay. So uh, just for a beneficial for the VFX studio that's working on it, I say release it as a series, even if it's for one hour Parts. Okay. Okay. Abigail. If they could painlessly inject all the information and plot points just into my head so I know what happens without having to af- actually watch it, that would be awesome. But I know that's not possible. So I'd say probably, like, I agree with Ryan if it was episodic, if I could digest it slowly instead of having to sit through an, like a marathon of stuff. It would be nice to kind of have my time to like do other things in between watching it and live my life. Jake? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with the two of you there. I think like it's already something that I don't really care about. So waiting on the next episode is not something I'm going to Jay. do. Like if they, if they Jay, release like, an episode, now. he wants to tear the bandaid off. It's going to hurt. I mean, well, well, Get closer. Exactly. If, it, if, it, if it's like an episode a week, I'm just not going to, I will end up watching it. I'll be like, all right, whatever. I'll, I'll forget about it. And I will not watch it. Jake's if they biggest... just put it out as a movie, I'll sit down and I'll watch the whole thing in one go. I don't care about, Whatever. Jake's biggest, get it over with. Jake's biggest fear is that I call <laughs> and I go, hey, man, the six part Justice League uh, series is coming out. And I know I know Ghostbusters Afterlife is coming soon. We got a lot going on, but we're going to have to do uh, recaps for every episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my like, gosh. Cool. I'll be right. I'll be cool. Like the four of you, meaning you two, John and Ryan, have fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it, you know what's so funny? Jake. This is hilarious. <laughs> we at some point are going to have to. Um, have another Justice League episode when this thing comes out. It's going to be so crazy. Yeah, Four or five Justice right. League. It's fun right. because it's never ending. Um. So, okay. I I think uh, maybe one. Um, you're right over there. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Great. Sorry. Your guys. mouth was game. I got an email from my hairstylist. Oh, sorry, yeah. I was getting excited about oh, possibly no. getting a haircut. It's yeah, how's, how's this? I'm wearing a hat. Quarantine hair. <laughs> um. So I I. I think one fell swoop, even if it's a three and a half hour movie, I'd rather do that than have to sit there and, and go through the, the each piece. Um, so last question. I think I like it in small bits so I can just ultimately avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that's, that's what it is. There you go. Last question. I'm going to go to Jake first. Is Ben Affleck a good Batman? Um, no, I don't think he, you know, when I first saw Batman versus Superman, I thought it was okay, but I think it was just that it was better than I, I don't think Ben Affleck's a bad actor, but I don't think he's a good, I don't think he's a great Superman, especially in 
Justice League. Like he's it's he's really bad in Justice League. Right. Mm-hmm. Ryan? I think he's fine. I don't hate him as Batman. I again I think if he just had a better script, uh <clears throat> wasn't trying to be so quirky and funny. Um <clears throat> his Alfred is great. Like he's got a really good Alfred. Um, yeah, the, design, the, the design they have for their Gotham, that Gotham, is really good. And uh, J. Jonah Jameson as uh, Commissioner Gordon is also another good pick. That's but my I mean, favorite. That that's my legit favorite thing about the movie is yeah, uh, it, is that actor not he doesn't he he's not in there enough. But I mean, there's not a whole yeah. lot you can do. But for for me, he looks like very classic Gordon. Yeah. yeah. Like so that's, I mean, again, just like DC, everything else, DC movie wise, everything's there, but what you need. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think, um, I, I like Ben Affleck a lot and I was really excited for him to play Batman. And I think he's pretty good in Batman versus Superman, all things considering, but, um, you know, he's in the last year as he's gone through recovery and, in trying to battle some demons and some addictions. Mm-hmm. He said that justice. Parade- League, they're called parademons. He's battling <laughs> parademons, um, which feed on fear. Yeah. Uh, I, he said justice league almost killed him. He hated that shoot. So I'm so surprised you can that feel it as you're watching it. I, what I was going to say to your point about, is he a good Batman? I feel for Ben Affleck and I have empathy and uh, sympathy. I know he's gone through addiction issues. Um, but I think that that's that you feel some of that when you see his performance as Bruce Wayne and there, there's a lack of like, I don't know, goodness or conviction, innocence, just doesn't feel something. Right. Yeah. It, it feels muddled, confused. And, and yeah, there's yeah. not like a clear cut. What if that scene at the beginning, we talked about earlier with the pair of demons attacking the crook or the criminal. And, uh, and he's like, what does he feed on? He's like, He's chasing Amy. We all are. <laughs> I've been chasing her for 20 years. Um, well, cool. So uh, let's Amy? Uh, round table. Final thoughts. Ryan, you are a guest. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, you, Ryan. You go first. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, don't judge DC movies like you would judge the comics. I'm going to highly suggest... Uh, Read the comics. Uh, give them a try if you have never tried a comic before. If you do like the movies, I do honestly feel that the comics are better. Uh, that includes Marvel as well. If everyone who bought a ticket to go see a Marvel movie bought one comic a month, and one comic is about five bucks or less, uh, if everyone bought a comic for one comic a month uh, that goes to see the movie, that would help your comic book stores immensely. Uh, you know, I think that's. That like they're this. all independently yeah, owned. I'm gonna buy a comic today. Make your brain yeah. smarter. Cool. It's right. Good. That's it. All you need to do is buy one comic. One comic a month, and that would help every store across the world. Uh, you know, over and over. If you ever need recommendations, I highly suggest joining. Uh, yes, have some group therapy. There's lots of us there that read comics, not just John and I. That would be more than happy to find the right comic for you. And. Uh, yeah, don't post any memes. I'll take that shit down so fast. <laughs> uh, Jake, final thoughts. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. That was very good. Uh, my final thoughts are: I agree with Ryan, and also just 
fuck all these DC movies. <laughs> My turn. There we go. Watch Batman Forever. That's a very good DC movie with a Batman that's going through conflict and his own psyche. And Nicole Kidman is actually good in it. Yeah. Um, oh, so, so yeah, good. If, if you're into, if you feel like watching Batman, Joel Schumacher, he gets shit too. But I oh, like. Did you see that on? Somebody's been tagging us on Twitter. Hashtag release the Schumacher cut. So we're part of that movement now. Cool. I'm do you think Joel Schumacher should get to do Batman Triumphant, which was supposed to be the yes. fifth Batman yes. movie? Yes. The, where yes. it was supposed yes. to be like sure. Courtney Love as Harley Quinn yep. and Jeff Goldblum Holy as uh, the Scarecrow. Yep. Fuck All the me. villains yes. come back. Yeah. Let's start that movement. I want to see Let's start 85-year-old Jack Nicholson as the Joker. That's what I want to see. No, I want to see them bring back uh, – they could bring back Keaton – or they could even bring back Clooney. I think either one. I think I honestly Val's think that's going the thing that, some stuff. But that thing's that's the thing that pisses me off more. I was like, if we Jacob's were gonna, face. <laughs> if we were gonna use, if DC fans were gonna use their power for one movement to get something done, and it's not Michael Keaton returning as Batman for a Batman Beyond movie, then fuck everybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yeah. True. I. I. I that's true. I'll, I'll that should have been the whole episode is you just saying that. Just be repeating that over and over. <laughs> That's it. All right, cool. Or give Michelle Pfeiffer her own solo Catwoman movie. Oh. I'd watch it. Okay. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. I knew he was going <laughs> to say Sorry. Take continue your final thought no we're, really i think that's like it. it i think we're done okay yeah. cool we were gonna release cool. the yes have yeah. some cut of justice league where it's just the opening credits oh uh, i started oh. most depressing opening credits to any superhero i started cutting off the share i started cutting together a fake trailer for Zack snyder's justice league and it was all clips from dumb and dumber <laughs> um and i i just stopped i was like i'm putting way too much effort into this too much um but it basically it, it was the opening of the trailer where it's got it's got. I'll just explain what it was. It was uh, Bruce Wayne on the snow on the horse, and then it says, "There's a war coming," and then it fades to black and fades into Jim Carrey with silence, going, I'm "Sick and tired of being a nobody." <laughs> <laughs> and then it cut to Neo going, "Are you saying I could stop bullets?" And then it, there was a cut of Brandon Routh in Superman Returns getting shot with the bullets. Then it cuts back to Morpheus. When I'm done with you, you won't have to. And that's as far as I got. So. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a better movie than that's my like. That's my Craig Wyatt chess cut. All right. Yeah. Well, listen, for Jacob Walsh, Abigail Gardner, special guest Ryan Dole, uh, we were not able to get John on the line, but we'll have him back on the show maybe this week because I know he took a lot of notes and uh, had a lot to say. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. See you Thanks next time. Cool. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Love you, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.